the more you kowtow to sacred cows, you cannot win. Welcome to the Locofoco. Let's light a fire. Well, there was a fire on Twitter this week, right? At least for libertarians. We don't get much love in the greater world of coercion, force, fraud. So we had a little kerfuffle on Twitter. But let's talk to Dennis Pratt about it. Well, this was an exciting Twitter week for libertarians. (laughs) Especially for you New Hampshire people. Oh, every week is exciting in New Hampshire. I have to tell you, it is it is amazing what happens when you get thousands of libertarians, especially the most rabid libertarians together in one place. It's um, it's you know, it's in a way it's fun in a way you go, oh, my gosh. It's certainly fun for us who are not in New Hampshire to to witness it in some way. Uh, so. Uh... We can get our jollies off that way. Now, the the thing I want to talk about, because it's something you got involved in. Now, you didn't write the original tweet, I'm assuming. You're not part of the Libertarian. Are you a Libertarian Party member in New Hampshire? Oh, yes. I'm a I'm a lifelong member of LPNH and uh, very much a, an apologist for them. Uh, right. So when they uh, when they get into trouble, which they usually do. Uh, I'm happy to uh, to to make the libertarian arguments for right. that. And this was about a libertarian argument uh, that was attempted to be made this week. I mean, it was with somebody named uh, Nina Turner, mm. who I guess was an Ohio congresswoman at some point. Is that correct? I think she was a senator in Ohio. A senator. Uh-huh. Yeah, which um, I mean, I don't think she was a DC senator. I think she oh, was. Oh, okay, state. Senator. I think she was a state senator. Okay, um, okay. But uh, yes, I mean, she's she's fairly notorious in uh, libertarians, at least in the New Hampshire libertarian circles, because she is forever doing the race basing, baiting and the race hustling, you know, demanding socialist this, socialist that, new free program here, free program there. Well, that's uh, what she so, did this week. It started off with free insulin, but she didn't stop there. But no. it was the free insulin thing that got the, the New Hampshire Libertarians uh, Party interested and got them in the sort of in the news, so to speak. She mm-hmm. said insulin should be free. Medicine should be free. And then the Libertarian Party NH said Nina Turner picking crops should be free. Mm-hmm. That didn't go over very well with her. And there were off Twitter articles written about this uh, mm-hmm. minor yeah. kerfuffle. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, we we have these every once in a while. Uh, we have some of the best uh, libertarians in you know we have we have over a hundred groups. LPNH is just one. It's actually a fairly small group, and the comms team is fairly small. But they're they're damn good at what they do. I mean, they took this one little affiliate. Um, and I think when they started, it had you know four thousand, maybe even under four thousand followers, and we're now well over fifty-two thousand followers. We are dwarfing the second largest. The, the largest was Texas, uh, and I think when we started, they had about twenty-four thousand or something like that. And you know, we you know, of course they call us out and tell us that we're terrible human beings and all that type of stuff. I noticed but, that. <laughs> well, we've dwarfed them. We're 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 almost lapping them now. 
Okay. I mean, the, the pearls were clutched so tightly, I could almost see them bleed. It was quite a, quite a thing. Now, and then the usual thing is that that was a racist thing to say. That's her go-to, right? Everything is racist with her. Um, and so therefore she's owed reparations. She's owed this. She's owed deference. So she can, she can uh, demand, I mean, and this is really what the, what, what the point was. She could demand slavery in order to profit herself. Um, and we're supposed to let it go because racism. You know, where we, uh, you know, and there's there's no, um, you know, all we were doing was just pointing out it's it's a form of slavery. Now, you know, statists don't quite understand that, uh, especially the race baiting uh, uh, status. They believe that that slavery is something that took place in a very specific time only in North America. Right. Never, never was in the Romans times or Greeks or anything like that. No, no, no. Wasn't it ever in Africa, Middle East? Nope. Just it was just white people doing it to black people in the South. And it was absolutely terrible. But thank God for Abraham Lincoln. And he saved us. And ever since then, we haven't had any slavery. Uh, and uh, but what we need is we need more Abraham Lincoln type of effort. So um now, of course, we libertarians really disagree with that, that view of history. Uh, we believe that we are an abolitionist movement. We agree with Garrison that uh, we should never, never have had a union with slavers. Uh, and that once the union was formed, especially with the Fugitive uh, Slave Act, we should have uh, separated. We should have seceded. No union with slavers. Um, and, uh, so we, uh, we, we disagree with slavery. We disagree with slavery, uh, categorically, not just for a particular point in time, a particular region and a particular group of people. Uh, so we dislike slavery, uh, and we define slavery as any type of involuntary labor taken from us. So, you know, I, I, I was writing this stuff about how modern slavery differs from, old-fashioned slavery you know and old-fashioned slavery you know they they captured you and they told you where you were going to be and what you could do and that type of thing and and you had to do what they did, demanded that you did now that's actually not true there's actually cases of slavery back back in greek times but also uh in american history colonial uh history where uh you know slaves had some sort of freedom some slaves even had guns to protect the master's money and that type of thing. And uh, they, but they were constrained to return all, all, all their proceeds. Uh, some slaves got some proceeds. And of course, you know, some of their labor was, was actually paid to them. I believe, and I, I couldn't find it. I was actually looking for it. I believe that the percentage of, of a, of a, of a 1860s North American slaves labor relative to the percentage of, uh, of today's, American citizens, uh, more more of it was actually retained by the slave uh, for their own uh, labor of their own making their own food, building their own sheds, that type of thing. Then then uh, then what we have, if you include all the different forms of slavery, uh, you know, all the different taxations and licensings and regulations and um, thwartings and controls and all that type of stuff, if you add all that together. Um, we are much more constrained than those slaves. But what what the people say is, well, you can work any job that you want. 
And they're right. You know, I mean, that is a benefit. That is a benefit. You can't work. You don't have to actually, you know, your master doesn't tell you what you have to work in. Well, sometimes they tell you what you can't work in. You can't work in this. You can't work in that. You can't work in there. You know, you have to have a license from your master in order to work at these places. But they ignore that part. And I'll ignore that part for them. I just call that free range slavery. You know, it, it, it turns out that it's a lot easier. You know, you know how you have free range chickens and they taste better and they're better for you and all that. Well, it just turns out free range slavery is better for the master. You know, they set us free and they'll just go running all clucking all over the place. And we think we're all free and stuff like that. But when it comes time to harvest, they're still harvesting. They're harvesting more than that. And the other thing that they say is, well, you know, they're not actually telling, taking your labor. They're taking the product of your labor. And I call that retroactive slavery, right? So I say, well, there's not much difference if I capture you and I tell you what you have to do and you build it for me. And then I take the product thereof. Rather than if I watch what you build and then once it's built, I then come and take it. I have still stolen that labor from you. That labor is now mine. The labor initially I took and I directed it as according to my will. Um, the labor after the fact, you know, sometimes it's, sometimes it's exactly what I want. But most of the time I just trade it for what I really do want. Nina Turner was very humorous. She was she was saying, well, it's not slavery because we pay doctors. Well, who pays doctors? You know, it's this it's the people being enslaved to pay the doctors. So so she's saying, well, there's one degree of separation now. You know, so we don't force the doctor that if we force the doctor, she knows that would be slavery. Now, well, of course, we do force the doctors to, to do things that they don't want to do um, and uh, to uh, operate in uh, hospitals, only a particular type of hospital. Uh, and we uh, 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 prevent people from being doctors who don't actually pass the doctor's exams that, that the uh, state monopoly says. Uh, and so there, there are those types of constraints, but she ignores those. Okay. She doesn't, she doesn't want to pay attention to that. Um, but she says that just because we enslave another group of people in order to pay these doctors, therefore it is not slavery. And, you know, I don't think one degree of separation is what actually uh, 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 absolves slavery. I don't think it makes the slavery disappear. So anyway, so we've been uh, we've been fighting this. Uh, you know, every once in a while we 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 hit a big one. This is a big one. This is actually one of my favorites. Um, you know, and yeah, I, I I understand. There's a lot of people who are really concerned. A lot of libertarians are really concerned. They go, oh my god, you know, people are calling us. Uh, um, uh, uh, pro-slavery and they're, you know, and I go, look, we are an abolitionist movement. We have got to attack when that, when the people come and they say they want slavery. Now they're not going to say we want slavery because they know that that's bad, but we've got to attack. And here we attacked, we brought up that, that, that taxation is a form of free range, uh, retroactive, one degree separation, slavery. That's all it is. So, and we're making that point. We're kicking that point back and forth. And God bless her, but Nina Turner is helping us like crazy. Um, I don't know if you remember the uh, Happy Holidays kerfuffle we had here in New Hampshire. No, I don't remember that at all. 
Well, uh, that was our that was probably probably the biggest one before this. Um, this one's actually my favorite. This one beats that one, but that one that one was a long time my favorite. What it was was Megan McCain uh, was uh, uh, you know of course she's grifting on her father's legacy of mass murder and you know starting wars and all this type of stuff um, and uh, you know saying terrible things. And so on John McCain's birthday, we had a tradition of saying happy holidays because we don't particularly like John McCain. He is a mass murdering psychopathic uh, uh, killer. And he has started wars. As a matter of fact, he was he was a principal person in getting us into this Ukraine war. So even out of the grave, we're 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 suffering from John McCain. So we had a, a tradition of, of saying happy holidays. And one of them actually had a picture, one of the estate apologist pictures of Meghan McCain crying over the casket of of John McCain. Uh, you know, this was all, you know, very orchestrated with the color guard behind and and, you know, photographers all over in the state capitol and everybody standing there and, you know, Meghan McCain coming and crying. You know, a little while later, she'd actually cry over. You know, she'd do the same thing over her father's grave when his father was. But she actually propped her book up on the headstone of the grave. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> The photographers, you know, she's crying and, you know, it's um, so. Uh, so anyway, so we we posted that with just two words. Uh, happy holiday. Um, and uh, and that's just I mean, Megan McCain just went nuts and she went and to went into total victim. How dare they talk about this? My father was a saint and oh, my. So she just and every time she did that, you know, everybody got outraged and everybody came and started looking at our stuff. And then we had important conversations about who's a hero. Uh, when do we go into war? When do we stop war? How can we stop war? So, you know, I thought that that was one of the most important communications, single most important tweets we've had over the last three, four years. Um, uh, in general, in general, in, in terms of importance in changing how people are thinking. And I think we we changed a lot of people. Now, New Hampshire really isn't in the business of changing people's thinking. We're more in the in in, in the uh, business of signaling to people who already are thinking, "Hey, if you think these thoughts, if you are really against war and you are sick and tired of it, you can't stop it. If you're really against slavery and sick and tired of these people righteously declaring that what we need is ever greater slavery." There's one place and one place only for you, and that's New Hampshire. So that's our business. Um, but uh, but you know, in both of these cases, gigantic discussions, uh, not just nationwide but international. Uh, and I'm proud of it because you know the the whole idea of of how we have had six thousand years of slavery to rulers, totally justified. Well, justified in different ways, right? The ruler is God. Or the rulers chosen by God, or these godly men talk to God and said, and now we're at the magic ballot box uh, part of, uh, or the or the UN uh, sanctified, or I don't know what the just justification is that we have we are enslaved to these people, um, but libertarians just don't think that we should be. You know, that's just insane. They're just they're just human beings, um, and uh, and most part most of these people we did not vote for, and even if we voted for, I mean, 
we shouldn't be enslaved to them. So, uh, so this was the this was the the most recent one. Uh, you know, there's a lot of other ones that that hit a little bit differently. Nina Turner though helped it like crazy. Meghan McCain retweeted our Happy Holidays one six times, and then it basically made it all the way into Israeli Times and you know international. And we had interviews uh, for New Hampshire all uh, from all these people. Now, Nina Turner is nowhere near the celebrity, but she's trying to make up with quantity of outrage and victimhood uh, that Meghan McCain did, uh, you know, uh, for, for her celebration, uh, for her celebrity. Um, and so she just she will not let it go. And uh, we're happy, happy to stay engaged because this is core libertarianism. This is essential libertarianism is is uh, the foundation of libertarianism is self-ownership the refutation of uh of 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 libertarianism is slavery we are in a battle over who owns us who owns our bodies and how, and and thus who gets to control where they move how they move and what we do with the product of those movements and that's the battle that's the battle that we care about um, you know, the conservatives and libertarians, uh, liber uh, progressives, they're fighting over other stuff. Frankly, I, as a libertarian, don't really give a darn about what, the, what it is. Um, you know, I'm fine with those guys separating and doing whatever the heck they want to. And I don't want to impose my personal, personal preferences on their bodies. Uh, it's that they think that we should be enslaved to their rulers. And what they're trying to do is get their rulers in power in order to use this slave force for their projects. Um, and that we think is evil. That is the libertarian ethic right there. Well, I tried to defend your cause, our cause, so to speak, uh, on Twitter. And you, of course, were in there. Uh, I thought it was really interesting. Now, I, don't, I actually don't think the original tweet was as good as it could have been. Mm. But it did cause a stir, so one has to be lenient from our side, right? Uh mm. But it's interesting how, I mean, she said insulin should be free, medicine should be free. And then the response was Nina Turner picking crops should be free. That's not an exact parallel because mm -hmm. picking crops isn't a consumer good that they want for free. It's what leads to the things that for free. There was a meme uh, from the from the New Hampshire people uh, that came up later that actually explains it better. People have a right mm -hmm. to free insulin and then below it says, People have a right to free cotton with the great picture of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio from Django Unchained. Uh, so that's 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 about as nice of a meme as you can get. And that gets the idea across better, I think. But how Nina could get from that bare statement to this is racist and anti-black. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. It wasn't a command that she picked crops. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't even see how anyone could think that that was what was trying to be said. Mm -hmm. It was a little, maybe a little ambiguous as to what it's mm -hmm. exactly saying, because it was hinting at a whole set of ideas, right? Mm -hmm. That's how I looked at it. Mm -hmm. And But she thought, oh, that's anti-Black. And there were a lot of libertarians on Twitter who seemed mm -hmm. to think that was the case. Now, these, mm -hmm. of course, are the people who've been leaving the Libertarian Party recently in droves yeah. because they lost to the Mises Caucus in the recent uh, kerfuffles over... Uh, leadership in the libertarian party 
You want to comment a little bit about the libertarians who clutched their pearls and said that you're all racists and uh, this is not the way to this is not the way to win hearts and minds. What else did they say? Oh, they said a lot of things like uh, <laughs> you should never go there. What about all those libertarians who think you're awful, Dennis? I actually had a a, a little talk on Twitter with uh, somebody who's fairly high up, and you know he also was very concerned. Um, but you know what happens here? I, I mean, I'm my area is, is marketing strategy. Mar that's what that's my area of research. Uh, coming out of MIT, that was my area of expertise. I then uh, researched it and taught it uh, to operating companies out of a, a, a research laboratory and, and, and an incubator. And one of the core centers of that is segmentation. So you don't think of people as the gigantic monolith. You go, oh. People are really, you know, I can't break it down to the individual level, right? Right. But, you know, what happens is these people go, well, libertarians are saying this or these people are. Well, okay. So what if we actually broke this down into a little bit finer segments? Um, so, I mean, so remember, we in New Hampshire, we're building this libertarian homeland. And frankly, we don't give a damn too much about what's going on in the authoritarian 49. I mean, we, we, we wish, we wish you guys well, we just have moved because we've given up on DC. We don't believe that the solution is converting a hundred million, 200 million, uh, 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 died in the wool since, since, since kindergarten, uh, authoritarians, um, converting them to libertarianism we just don't think it's possible uh we don't think it's 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 uh resource uh, effective and instead what we're doing is we're saying hey we want the people who really are libertarian they're serious about libertarianism come here to this one state and let's build it okay that's our segment we don't care about the rest of the segments now that segment ecstatic over our our, our communication Absolutely ecstatic. They're going, holy cow. You know, we're getting these, oh, geez, I, I got to move to New Hampshire now <laughs> because they're sick and tired of the kowtowing to the sacred cows that keep us enslaved, you know? And people say, well, you know, we have to go nice and slow and we have to do this. And, and people will get mad and oh, we don't, you know, all this type of thing. And I've heard it for decades. You've heard it for decades. We know we know the argument, the Cato argument, the reason argument, the LP argument, um, the pragmatist argument. Um, frankly, the people who moved to New Hampshire are tired of that argument. And so what they see when they see something like this, they say, oh, somebody is actually fighting the fight against slavery to rulers. Somebody is doing that. Let me pay attention. Who is that? This is a breath of fresh air. This is something I need to pay attention to. So that's our segment. That's the segment we want. That's the segment we're hoping uh, we'll move out here. Uh, you know, we hope at, at the very least they come out and visit us. 
uh, you know, because we do a lot more than just politics out here. We, I, like I said, we got a hundred different groups here doing all different types of things. LPNH is a very small, small, teeny tiny part. Most of the libertarians here have nothing to do with LPNH. As a matter of fact, we fight over here because a lot of the a lot of the groups they actually want to make nice with the local local uh, authoritarians because they want to pass this law and they want to pass that law. And they go, well, if you write that, then people are going, you know. We're we're the LPNH though. We're looking at how can we get the hardest core, most based libertarians' attention and get them here because they're wasting their lives. If if, if they if they stay in the authoritarian forty nine, they're wasting their lives. So we need to get them here. We need to alert them of what we're doing. We need to get them here. So for our segment, you know, so here's this person saying to me, well. The libertarians are very upset, and this is going to cause blah, 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 blah. And I go, for which segment? For LPNH's segment, we're on target. We're on message. We're on target. We have hit it out of the park. I'm th Thank you very much. Now, what segments are, are is he more interested? Well, you know, he's got the segment of uh, the more tepid, uh, you know, pragmatic. The libertarians yeah and these are libertarians who you know they want you know they that they, they, maybe they're kind of cato versus you know they're, they're talking about the tax rates and how we can ease into this and and they don't really want to move for liberty because that's that's too radical you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna uproot my life and i'm not gonna i mean it's just not that important to me but i i would like a little bit more and now that group you know, if you're a Cato guy and what your job is, is supplication to your masters. And now all of a sudden you have one of your allies, right? I mean, we're, we're nominally we're allies, right? Allies say what is actually a, a, a libertarian truth, but we, we can't say it. We're not allowed to say it. They're not allowed to say it because their masters would get pissed off. So th that group that, that, you know, that Cato group, Oh, they really are upset because we blew their cover. They're they're doing camouflage. They're ca they're a camouflage strategy. Oh, you know, we're just better governance and you know a little bit less government. Where you know you actually get more taxes out of people. With oh my God, save me from them. Uh, and you know, and and a lot of us moved here to to get away from them. Frankly. Uh, you know, I love them. I, I, I hope that they're successful. Um, I was that for a while, for a long while. And I tried like heck because I thought that, you know, that was the, those are the people who were around me. Um, and frankly, I'm just tired of it. But there's other people who are actually reaching out into uh, uh, urban uh, populations, uh, into uh, you know, trying to get the blacks. Because, you know, if you talk about it, Timo, libertarianism is probably this. The, the group that would benefit the most from libertarianism are urban blacks. The people who can't get jobs, who can't get licenses, who have to, who have to go to these broken government schools who are uh, uh, just controlled by this occupying army and, you know, and, and, and stuck into this welfare cycle. You know, you look at, you look at these, these poor sons of bitches. Now, they've been fooled. They think, oh, well, you know, really, the, the solution is ever more government's government. And so this that group there who really wants to appeal to that group, they're scared as heck. They go, holy cow. Do you know that what you just said could be thought 
of as racist. And this race-based baiting, race-hustling socialist says it is. So therefore, we have to disassociate from you and decry you and tell you that you are just totally horrible and, and totally ruin our day. Now, you know, I I would love, I would love, you know, blacks who really want to escape slavery to be moving here to New Hampshire. You know, that would be a dream of mine. Uh, that is, you know, that's actually what my background is. So I understand the concern, but I think that it, the more you kowtow to sacred cows, you cannot win. You can't, you have to kill the sacred cows. You have to get after them. This is a good, this is a good attempt to kill one of the sacred cows. There's a lot of them, but uh, this is a good attempt. Uh, And then there's other segments who are, um, uh, you know, there's, you know, the people who are saying, well, you know, we're really in the conversion business. That's really what we're doing. And, and so many people, you know, they were looking they were looking at libertarianism and then they saw this and they're not going to join what they think is now a bunch of Ku Klux Klan. Well, <laughs> you know, it's such a hard trip to go from authoritarianism to libertarianism. And if you don't have the intellectual capabilities of, of thinking through this right now at this juncture, you're not going to make it. You're just not going to make it. Now, I think actually there's another group in that in that let me explore libertarian segment. Okay, they're not really libertarian yet, but they're you know you know I, I I'm looking for something other than Trump and Biden and you know um, I think there's a, a few of them are going okay, I don't understand what this is, and now they start reading and they start thinking, okay, what is the difference? You know, is it is it true? That if I enslave somebody retroactively by taking the products of their labor rather than just directly taking their labor, that that absolves me from 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 theft, that absolves me from enslavement. Is it true that if I don't order people uh, as to how they uh, how they utilize their labor, if I let them free range their labor, that that's not that's not um, uh, that's not slavery. You know, Nita's been going, oh, well, she, you know, do you see whips, right? So she, in her mind, you know, slavery's got to have whips. You know, if you don't have whips, well, then, then you're, it's not slavery. Now, of course, you know, the point we make is those whips only came out if you disobeyed, you know. Now, what happens if you disobey the government? Not only if you disobey the government, but when they come and they tell you, hey, you're a bad slave, you get back up there and start picking your crops. And you go, no, I'm not going to do that. And then they say, well, I'm going to make you easy. Yeah, you go ahead and do that. Well, we might, we might not get whips, electrocuted, you know, tased, shocked, uh, beaten, uh, certainly uh, uh, chained and caged where we'll probably get raped. Um, uh, and, you know, if we really fight, we could get maimed and killed. But, you know, that's, that's, that's ignored because there's no whips. I don't see a whip. Therefore, it can't be slavery. I just think that these people's 
flexibility of thinking is is a little bit low. Well, that's certainly true. You know, 30 years ago, I was involved in a magazine and uh, we had Cato types and we, we tried to we tried to unite the libertarian movement to discuss, you know, talk with each other. That was one of the goals of our magazine. That was actually kind of one of our explicit goals was to get the sides. Uh, it was hard for me sometimes because I there are certain libertarian ideas that I think are stupid. Okay, I mean, you know, I, I'm not a Georgist, for instance. Mm-hmm. I think Georgism is a dumb idea, mm-hmm. and so I mocked it. My boss loved to mock Ayn Rand, though he was a he was a Randian before. You know, he came to liberty kind of through Rand. I didn't. I came through Robert Nozick. Which is one of the reasons when Nina started, you know, chatting up uh, her, her little uh, rap there, I suggested that she read The Tale of the Slave by Robert Nozick. This is the classic, it really is an important concept. It's one of the clearest expo- expositions in the form of a question. At what point aren't you a slave in the story that he tells? Mm-hmm. And it's the story of modern times. Mm-hmm. That's what's interesting. He tells the story of modern times in a fable for, uh, fashion. And he asks, what, at what point aren't you a slave? Mm-hmm. And I'm uh, very interested in uh, hearing what Nina would say, but I don't think she's going to be reading Anarchy, State, and Utopia anytime soon. That would be my guess. I think the uh, Tom Woods uh, YouTube version of that is actually pretty good. But, I've not you know, seen it. I've not seen his version. Did he reference Spencer as well, or does he just go off on his own? No, he just uh, it's actually a little uh, a little cartoon with little drawings oh. and uh, a, a comic. It's comics, right. so still images, you know showing different stages and saying you know is he now a slave so basically the the story is is it's a great story it goes from what even nina turner would say is slavery it goes starts at that point and then starts relaxing the 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 accoutrements around slavery right now i i think that there's a lot of other ones that we can relax that she for example focuses on for example black skin to her that is an essential part of slavery. And so, you know, the majority of people probably didn't have black skin who were slaves. You know, the the slaves uh, uh, that were, I was reading uh, the other day about the the, uh, the the Viking slaves and how how many of them were actually captured and they disappeared. You know, there's no history of what happened to these people. They just, they just kind of were devoured and sent into the mines and, you know, uh, but these are all Englishmen, um, and uh, and and other people who were captured along amongst these raids that were that happened, um, yeah. But well, those aren't slaves, you know. Now there were whips, Nina. There were whips, uh, but she doesn't care. So yeah. So uh, so what it does is it takes all these like extraneous parts of that story and starts relaxing. So well, now is he a slave? Now is he a slave? And then starts taking away. You know. Okay. Well. You know, you know, goes through the free range thing. You know, you can go work anywhere you want. You just have to give me the product of your labor. Now are you sick? You know, and uh, so I think it's actually a really good exercise. But I think it's it's the type of thing that you can't really read. I think that especially somebody who is as, as stuck into uh, her socialist view that government is uh, all of us and the government, you know, that we we choose government and government produces free goods and 
and nobody is enslaved. And you know, only th- only if it's outside of government and is free exchange is it slavery, right? Capitalism is a form of slavery to her. Um, so uh, um, I think I think for her, it just it really needs to be kind of like a long form study group. And even then, I don't think she'll ever get it. Well, we're not really trying to convert her. I mean, no. it's the people who are watching. Definitely and, uh, definitely not us in New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a different class altogether. I actually wanted to mention one other thing, because I think it's even a little bit deeper than that, because the problem with the modern state and the, and the modern political society is not only are we all slaves, we're all tempted to be masters. We all think we're masters. And mm-hmm. we all, through the political process, are always tempted mm-hmm. to treat others as our slaves. We don't mm-hmm. call it that because, mm-hmm. after all, we do our part too. So mm-hmm. everybody owns a piece of everybody else. That's democracy. Mm-hmm. That's you know Marie Rothbard's famous uh, right. little, little think piece uh, idea. Right. Uh, Father Sadowski too. And uh, but we get trapped in that. People are trapped. I mean, because it is it is convoluted. What if everybody is a master and a slave at the same time? Mm-hmm. And that we get our jollies off of trying to get the upper edge of that uh, of that ratio, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of what politics is. The, mm-hmm. Those other guys there, right. they have to pay. I don't mm-hmm. have to pay as much. They, I got to have those free at free insulin, or my right. name, my my sister does, and and I need and I need the free whatever. And but they got to pay more, and that's mm-hmm. a that's a that's a heady proposition, and it's also I think deeply corrupting. That's one of the reasons I find normal society. And one of the reasons politics is so dangerous is that it's based on lies. Yeah. It's based and it's based on yeah. a perversity, a deep yeah. perversity. Yeah. Well, if you think of the the duopoly politics that we that we are, are suffer here in this country, you know, it's basically these two groups fighting over who's going to enslave the other. Now, of course, the, the libertarian ethicist says, well, any form of slavery is 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 evil. We should not be fighting over this whatsoever. And, you know, of course, they'll say, well, you know, if I don't fight, then those people will be able to enslave me. And so I need to I need to enslave them first and I'll be a good master. And of course, my value is really important to enforce on them because that will make them good and all that type of stuff. Um, The consequentialist libertarian goes, hey, even if you win, you're still the slave. You're still the slave. So we reject both sides, the deontological and the consequential libertarian sides reject politics for different reasons. That the deontological, the ethical side says it's evil. What you're doing is evil. You're trying to enslave other people for your profit and preferences and projects and you know, stop it. And the consequential says, says, look, yeah, you can try to fool yourself as much as you want. You're the slave. You're the slave. You can get your guy in there as much as you want. You're still the slave. So uh, yeah, I think uh, I think libertarianism has a lot to say to this. What, what what we have to do though is we have to expose the slavery, and that's what LPNH did in that tweet. And I I, I thought that, that was that's the reason why it's it's one of my favorite tweets. You know, it's it it beats my my liking for the happy holidays McCain one, which is really important because it really changed. Yeah. It changed the conversation about war. Um, And uh, you know, we're the only group that's actually actually anti-war. The rest of these people, they're, they're ready to go to world war three and all these. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe it. 
uh, that this teeny tiny little group is trying to fight the horde that wants that wants to march off to war. Um, but um, you know, so I thought that was important. But remember, the first casualty, the first casualty in any war is the domestic population, which must be enslaved to produce that war. So in a way, this LPNH tweet actually goes even earlier back that without that slavery, you're not going to have two plus decades of war, right? We wouldn't put up with it. We'd say, ah, I don't give a damn about the, uh, the Taliban, you know, or, you know, if you give, if you care about the Taliban, you go over and, you know, go, go, go fight them or send your money and leave me out of it. Um, and, uh, yeah, this whole thing about, uh, Ukraine and Russia and China. And, oh my Lord. Uh, without the slavery, we wouldn't be doing these things. Um, and I think we would be far better off, far safer, uh, and mo much more peaceful, but we also wouldn't be doing all the other evil things that government that, that we're using government to inflict upon each other. And, um, you know, I, it saddens me it, Brings me cheer that I live in one place that where we're actually we're actually moving away from that, uh, and that we have a path, and that we're actually improving. Uh, it depresses me that the authoritarian forty nine are sinking ever further into that area. Uh, you know, every once in a while we can throw you guys a bone and say, "Hey, you guys think about this? <laughs> you guys thinking about this? You know?" But it'll get swallowed up in whatever the next Cardassian uh, escapade is, or whatever whatever distractions about pronouns or who knows what type of thing is they're they're, they're, they're going to bring up next to distract you guys off of uh, what really matters and that is are we self-owners do we own our own bodies do we own our own labor can we associate with whomever we choose for whatever reasons we choose and can we uh keep the products of our bodies when we are we use up our body the wear and tear to actually produce something in the real world do we get to keep it or are there people who get to steal it from us retroactively enslaving us? Uh, so, you know, that's, that we're, that's what we're focused on. And we're trying like heck to get more people uh, like you, Timo, to move out here and you haven't moved out here. And so I'm officially calling you a LARPer. I am a LARPer. <laughs> I do my little educational bits on the side. Okay. Thank you very much. This was great. Been a while. And I'm glad that I finally got a chance to talk with you again. Well, thanks for inviting me on.